Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the Beyond Call Room. Oh, I was I, like, wait, do we have a, you're going to sneeze. I felt like I was going to sneeze. <laughs> I wish you just did. That was your intro. Yeah. Uh, it's a Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm Abby. I'm Bree. And we, it's morning. Yeah. Drinking my coffee. Yep. I'm drinking my like third coffee. I feel quite shaky, yeah. <laughs> but it tastes so good. Yeah. This is my first cup. Oh, you waited so long. Well, I didn't really mean to, but I had a smoothie because it's same thing. Like if I would have drank my coffee first, I would have been shaking. And I knew we were recording today. And you didn't and I want hate to be shaky? When I, like, yeah, like I hate when I, because when I get shaky, I get anxiety because oh. I think I'm dying. And so I was like, <laughs> I don't want to feel like I'm dying. While, while recording. recording? Yeah, it's happened a couple times and I feel like I can't keep my thoughts straight. You'd so. be like, oh, hey guys, guys, what do I do? Yeah, I'm, I'm dying. Yeah. Um, it's just my little hypochondriac self there. It's perfect. Uh, okay. Wait, that's funny. So Jake, you know, and you are similar. And then our friend Jilly, who lives in Honduras, is also similar. Yeah. And he was sending her a reassuring text the other day that was like, don't worry, you won't die. Just like basically like, yeah, this is happening, but you're not going to die. That's like maybe we should tell you that more often. Yeah, that's like my (laughs) ultimate fear. And it's never really stuff about like, it's not anxiety be boop. (laughs) It's not anxiety about like boop. (laughs) You made a Midwestern sound mid-sentence. <laughs> About like, I don't know, like situations. Yeah. It's like physically, yeah. I'm going to die. Yeah, it has nothing to do with what's happening around you. No, it's just like, oh, my heart did a weird thing, but it probably yeah. only did that because I was already anxious. anxious yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I would like to hear that more often from people because okay. I can get real deep in my head. Perfect. Like I'm positive that I have some form of cancer because I have like a really bad pain in my back, but I'm really actually sure it's just a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> just a muscle. It's just like stretch, you know, I yeah. just need to stretch it out and stuff. But, it, but I'm like, it's, like it's cancer of the what? The rib cage. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard it's very common. Yeah. It's not common at all. Don't worry. Um, The sun has been shining a lot lately. Yeah. I just um, need to comment on that because I just want to stick my face, like, in it. Yeah, we... um Getting some vitamin D. We getting some vitamin D. <laughs> Can that be the title? <laughs> we getting some D. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Obviously, my brain is not on yet. That's okay. We have a long time for it to turn on, <laughs> so it'll be great. Um, okay, so I was talking to Bree before this started about what we should talk about, and she had the most incredible suggestion. So, this is a moment that I've waited for. I know we've kind of talked about it, but not really. And I like I think the list, the listeners should know that I have finished the first Harry Potter book and I am on chapter 7 of the second <gasps> Harry wow. Potter book. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm really cruising along. Yeah. Um Okay, I'm going to ask you some questions about it. Are you not quizzing me, are you? No, not Very like good. a quiz. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who was yeah. Voldemort inside? Um was there any part of it that, uh, maybe not like it was different, because I know she's seen all the movies, listeners. Yeah. Like, she's familiar and, with the story. She knows the horcruxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All's well. But, like, was there anything that, like, maybe surprised you about it? Or, like, I don't know. Just yeah, tell me a thought. Um. Well, I, I felt like it was a very, you said the first one's a very easy read. Yeah. And so I did feel that way. Like, once... I felt like the first, like, chapter or two I had to get past because I needed to, like, get a momentum going. Like, I feel like once they arrived at Hogwarts, I was like, oh, I'm in this. But, like, the whole, like... Going to die again now. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm just bored. Like, honestly... you've seen it. Yeah, Uh, yeah. quite frankly, I was bored. (laughs) But then, like, when we got to... um, My home. Yeah, I felt... (laughs) I, like, I really liked it, and I can... 
I can see how, as I continue to read it, how you would really want this to be real life. Because there's, like, little snippets of, like, just really brilliant things about, like, magic and witches and wizards and that world that is very creative. I don't have an example on the top yeah, of my no, head. Fine. But, like, that you're like, oh, that'd be cool if that was a real thing. And so I can see how you would, like, fall into that fantasy world and then really want, like, Hogwarts to be a real thing. Right. How do you feel about Dumbledore? Book Dumbledore. Um, he seems chill. Yeah. Um, I that was the other thing I was going to say that I felt like it was a really easy read, but like I was very touched at the end of the book when Dumbledore said some like I thought very powerful lines like JK yeah. wrote some things that were like obviously speaking to someone who like, not just a 12-year-old. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think maybe reading it as a 12-year-old, you wouldn't really get how powerful right. those statements were. But then, like, as an adult reading it, you're like, wow, I, that's like a life lesson right there. <laughs> and so I think there's going to be, like, little, like, magical moments throughout the books. Yeah. Because the writing is very, like, simple, right. you know? What's, um, what is brilliant, you'll find out, it isn't really necessarily, like, the way sentences are, it's not like, right. it's never really hard to read. Like the, even the last book is not hard to read. Um, but like the, like the care, the way she builds her characters and like the foreshadowing, which you might be able to notice because you know the story yeah. is like, especially if you go back and read it, it's like, whoa, it's just so much. Yeah. Um. So it's like brilliant in that type of a way where she knew what she was doing. Right. And every word was like so like... um Intentional. Intentional, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously brilliant. Yeah, I, mean, I almost said insensitive. Every word is very <laughs> insensitive. Um, I'm excited to... Well, I'm excited about this book that I'm on, Chamber of Secrets, because yeah. I don't remember this movie. Oh, good. It's the worst movie. Yeah, and I think that's Skip why I've it. never yeah. really rewatched <laughs> yeah. it. And so, like, I'm, like, I kind of remember, but I don't remember what the Chamber of Secrets is. Yeah. I don't remember this, like, Lockhart dude. I don't even remember oh. who the act- the actor was. Oh. Like, I have, I'm so completely. I don't even want to remind you because I want you to have your own vision of yeah. it in your head. That's the other thing I will say that's a little sad is, like, I don't have a vision in my head when I'm reading this. Like, I think of Daniel Radcliffe. And, well, like- yeah. I think that's okay, though, because I do, too, because, like, those movies started coming out when the third book or fourth oh, book was out. I guess that's true. So, like, I, my only one that I still wish I could grasp onto is, like, in the books, Hermione's not pretty. Like, she's, like, bushy-haired and buck teeth, yeah. and, like, they they call her, like, a very, like, what is it, like, plain-looking girl. Like, that's how she's always described, mm-hmm. because J.K. Rowling didn't want a... They, she wanted her character to be about brains and not looks. Yeah. And then, um... I, there's even an interview where when she sees that Emma Watson is like the perfect Hermione, she's like, I had to let go of that. She's like, because this little girl is beautiful and is going to be. Right. This very lovely, beautiful right. woman. But it's really cool to read in the books because it has a really big part of it, kind of. Yeah. Because um, she's like, I wanted my heroine to not be pretty, like yeah. not stand on her looks, which is kind of cool. Um, But yeah, I'm like, I really feel like I'm in it. So, and also I've been reading like a lot of <laughs> self-help books yeah and that's like usually what I read are these like really like like spiritual intense like look inside yourself and like figure shit out and so it's been really nice to read for like pleasure not to like 
better right. myself. Almost, right, right, you know? right. And I haven't read fiction in a while. Like I've read a couple really like dark fiction books. Right, right. And so this is like fun. Like I want to read. Whereas like some of those other books, I'm like, I should read it's that. It's like work. But, but right. I don't want to do the work. So this is like, I go to bed every night and I actually like want to read a chapter or two. I read in the tub last night. Oh. I like lit all these candles yeah. and like poured a glass of red wine and like put my little Ooh, tray up. And I my want t- a tray. Yeah, put my tray up and I read Harry Potter and it was so great. Wow, that's yeah. I read. I last was night living too. your best life. Last you night. really <laughs> were living. I was um, uh, slightly tipsy dancing to my uh, Spotify. It's like my 2018 playlist. You know how they like make that? Yeah, yeah. which is just brilliant because it's every song that I like yeah and I just danced a lot by myself that's great yeah didn't I text did I text yeah, you yeah you did I was already sleeping <laughs> yeah so it, I was like it, what does it say about I don't even know what I said to you but it was something like You're I'd rather stay pan- in oh yeah to panic at the disco yeah but I also texted my friend Casey and was like what does it say about me that I'd rather like stay home dance to music and fold laundry than go out and be drunk right now dude it was like I told John this morning because I had one glass of red wine last night and I told him it was like it was so nice to wake up on a weekend and not be hungover. <laughs> yeah. Woke up at nine and I did yoga and I took a shower and I made a smoothie and I ran to the store and now we're recording and I'm like I've had a fucking day. day. <laughs> but had I like drank a ton last night, right? Well, are we old? I think like, I don't. We're mi- mid age. Like I don't mind doing that once in a while, but, but I don't like, want to do it every day. No. Well, and you- I used to like go hard all the time, and I never thought I'd let go of that. And I am. I'm like slowly letting go of that. Also, last you had a lot of people last week. Like, like it was like there was a lot. Like this was nice for you, probably to like. Yeah, just John and John was out of the house. He was at a friend's house, so I like just had a night to myself and like I got out of the tub and I laid back on the couch to read more. Oh, the best. Yeah, I'm probably gonna read. Also, I want to say that um, shout out to Catherine, my sister. She took me to the movies. Oh yeah, and we went and saw the new Fantastic Beasts, um, which. I had, I was almost, which was actually perfect because of some of the shit that was in that second movie was in the first book. Right. So it was all fresh in my head. Yeah, and they get to Hogwarts and, oh, it's just so I, like, I got GGBs. When they show the castle? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and the music starts, the Harry Potter music. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, oh my God, am I going down this hole of Harry Potter? You are, welcome to the hole. Yeah, and then (laughs) when when Jude Law turns around and I was like, Young Dumbledore. And I was like, I don't even fucking care about Dumbledore. He's, he's so brilliant, too. Like, to me, like, well, in the first two movies, like, Richard Harris is who they had originally. And I, like, thought he was perfect. But then he died. And it was very unfortunate. Yeah. And then, what's his face? Uh, the guy who plays Gandalf. Right. Oh, my um, uh, Ian McKellen? No. No. Wait. Isn't that his name? No. G- Oh, I feel... Oh, God. There's so many ghosts. Quick, something. search Dumbledore actor. Why is... No, it's, um... It's, um... It's not... Are there two people... That guy looks like it. Maybe it isn't. Door. It's not... Oh, my God. Oh, he passed. No. Yeah, it's, um... It's, um... Oh, my God. Michael Gambon? Yes, they look alike, though. They do look alike. I always thought it was Ian McKellen. So, wait, is Ian McKellen Gandalf? Yeah. Oh, so they're not the same person. No. But, but, um, sorry, but Michael Gambon, isn't he like a different person in Lord of the Rings? He might be. Oh, is he Bilbo? No. No. Who is he? Oh my God, we might have to delete this whole section because I'm so embarrassed. Oh, who cares? Michael Gambon was born in Dublin. Oh no, you're right. It's literally not the same person. 
No. But I've always thought it was the same person too, but maybe it's just because they had beard, like white beard. And I'm not in, I'm not in a, I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan. Like I always want to be, but yeah. I just didn't get in it. I need to try again. But I was watching the first one the other day. And, were like, and I, I was I like, he looks I... like him, but kind of doesn't. Yeah. And it's because he's Cause not, it's not him. him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I was like, Jake, this is Dumbledore. <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't get over how they sounded different. Well, so, it's because they are. So obvious. I like how this article goes. So obviously, no, not the same actor. Well, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. I thought I this whole time had thought that too, and I yeah. was a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Right. So, so you know, whatever. You were right about who was in Lord of the Rings, though. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. At least I got that. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. Uh, so, anyways, this is now a Harry Potter podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, but my point I was going to make is that I feel like Jude Law is perfect. He was brilliant. Because Dumbledore is supposed to be, like, very charismatic and, like, yeah. got a twinkle in his eye. And, like, I feel like um, Michael Gambon was always kind of angry. Yeah. And, like, I, and so I just felt like this one, Jude Law was just perfect and he's so hot. And I will be interested to see, like, how Dumbledore's character, like, grows in the books right. or whatever. But, like, from what I have read, which is not much, he seems very, like... What's oh, amazing. Just, like, kind and, like fucking like smart and like even keeled and yeah he's just the best and i just don't i didn't really see that in the movie I he guess. also um the podcast that i love binge mode he like i listened to the one about fantastic Beasts. yeah aren't they I, funny what am i doing like i'm like my life has completely <laughs> turned upside down wasn't it funny when they talked about the skull uh the hookah hookah skull? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. died at that um but no dumbledore like flexes like he knows that he is the most powerful wizard. And yeah. like, he gets kind of sassy and like says things that like he can only say because he's the most powerful wizard and no one can fucking challenge him. Yeah. And so instead of, you know, like the phrase big dick energy, mm-hmm. if you'll use like, they always say it in that podcast, big Dumbledore energy. Like, <laughs> like, the, and so that's kind of like a mood for 2019 for me. Big you Dumbledore know, energy. You know what's fun? Our, our 20 iPad yeah, energy. Tw- yeah. I love that you love that too. Um, <laughs> 20 iPad. <laughs> um, I uh, I feel, first of all, I just want to say I feel like I'm really late to the game. And so I feel like a little embarrassed that like I might go down this hole and be like... I'm in the hole still. Uh, but also, there there's just so, so much to it. And so much that people have like researched and listening to that um, Fantastic Beast binge mode episode and them talking about like canon and shit, I was like fuck, dude, this is deep. Like, people, re- like, yeah. are, like, really into this and get really mad if, like, the- these movies aren't like, going to Like, change follow. the, yeah. yeah. Because about McGonagall, right? Right. I don't think it will. Like, I think J.K. Rowling, I like to believe that she is smarter than us. And this yeah. is, since this is her thing, she wouldn't fuck it up. Like, I feel like there's something that maybe has, like, I think she said in an interview, like, someone asked what the third movie would be like, and she was like, answers, like basically yeah. answers to all of these questions that we're having. So I like to hope that how that's many, what's happening. How many are there? There's going to be five. Five. So it'll be so then, forever. So then what happens after that? Who knows? I mean, like the world is just keeps, it, it's like kind of like Star Wars, but I feel like the people that do Star Wars, they aren't doing as good of a job of like yeah. pleasing everyone. But so my other question is, does she like have then a team of writers for these movies like she works with? Yeah, she's writing the screenplay, but I guarantee you she has a team. Because it's like her first yeah, or like, second screenplay. But okay. yeah, um, I just, I hope- And the per- the person who did the, the-, the theater thing was not her. Um, it was 
written and then like brought to her and was like, what do you think of this? And then she had some input, but like she didn't write it, but she approved it. Right, right, right. So it's like part so of it. So it is canon. But that's why they always whisper those, the hosts are always like, not canon. Because like they don't like it, but it, it is. It's just so much. I can't wait till you to you to keep getting in it. But it's like, I don't know, it's one of the only things that I've never like, like, I like to think deep on it and it's not work for me. It's like so much fun. Yeah. But also, I mean, they talk about it too sometimes. Like in the days when the books came out, like one of the, the longest book is Order of the Phoenix. Okay. And in between that one and Gobble to Fire, it for it, there was two years. So for two years, people, and remember Gobble to Fire is when De- or Voldemort comes back. Yes. Like yeah. very scary. Um, we had two years to like theorize what happened. And like. See, I wish I would have been a part of that. It was really fun. Cause it was, that was like back when you were on the Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Like forums. There was like Harry Potter forums and people would just talk about. And that's why there's so much research. Cause people had two years to try to figure out. See, I feel like I've never been part of a fandom like that. Yeah. Because even Lord of the Rings, those were books long before they were yeah, movies. Yeah, I know. You know. Maybe I should read those. Um, it's so hard. I've never. I've read the first one, Fellowship yeah. of the Ring. It was so hard. But I was so young Game when I read that. Game of Thrones is so hard to read too. That's well, why like Harry Potter thing. is easy to read. <laughs> yeah, like I miss like the Game of Thrones. I, I'm like you're on it now. Now, but like still. Yeah, you I, miss Twilight. I miss Twilight. Dude, oh, oh, I yeah, watched let's talk Twilight. About- <laughs> or should we, let's save that one for, for next. the next one. <laughs> yeah, we'll save Twilight for next week. Um, so yeah, I'm like on all these like fandom things now. I'm like reliving my 13 year old self like right. this year. And it's great. But also I feel sad because all of these things Have already happened. passed. And I don't like get to be a part of like, you always talk about, like, I remember, like, waiting for that book to come out and, like, right. going and getting it. And, like, I remember one of our friends, like, would just go in a room and everyone would read them because they didn't want, want anyone to talk to, to them. Yeah, so they would just go in their room and read them right. until they were done with them. And I'm like, I never did anything like that. Well, I'll keep you in the loop of what new young adult book. It's usually young adult things. Yeah, I want to be a part of it. Because, like, I mean, I did it with Maze Runner, with Divergent. With Twilight, Did I waited. Did you do Hunger Games? Hunger Games, yeah. I, read- I love young adult books. So whenever a new like series is going to come out, Miss Peregrine's Peculiar, whatever, you'd really like that one too. Just oh, I finished. So, I have so, oh, <laughs> damn it. See, I'm, I'm like. But the always, movies aren't all out. I'm yet. a step behind on everything. That's okay. I just the other sad thing to me is that I don't think there will ever be another Harry. Like that was in my lifetime. Like that was the biggest. I mean, there is a fucking theme park like yeah <laughs> she how much is she worth oh billion billion i think she's got to be the like most let's see can't you just search her name and it says oh net worth oh god it's gonna be so much um jk rowling uh it's like comparing her to other ones but where's hers um who knows how oh Stephen King is 400 million. Danielle Steele. Ooh, remember her? Yeah. 385. What? She's also, she's already hit the 1 billion. And like 1 billion and 350 million, there's a huge difference between there. Oh, yeah. There's like 700 some millions <laughs> to get to. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. Maybe, um, wait, she made her first billion in 2004. And then she lost her billionaire status after donating a large sum to charity. What a brilliant lady. Also, what's really cool is she has a nonprofit called Lumos. Because, like, I mean, her book, like, Harry is a, basically abused as a kid. Like, yeah. the Dursleys. And, like, so she has this, like, nonprofit that is, like, about, like, like taking care of children in orphan, orphanages and stuff like that. It's really magical. 
She seems like a really magical lady. She's in my, I want to have her to dinner. And wasn't she like super depressed? And Yeah, the, she like was like very poor. She's a single mom. Yeah. Wrote the story on a fucking napkin. Like the big, like ideas. And then. Can you imagine to her, like these characters feel like friends to me. Can you imagine if you made them and spent like years so with them before much. the world even saw them? Like, yeah, so much time. Yeah. This is How does that fun. like. Creativity. It's so great how you can like think a little that. idea in your mind right, becomes right. this big thing. Right. And then Just have like, like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then have the power over like who lives and who dies. Who tells your story. <laughs> this is a perfect ending. Yeah. So anyways, listeners, we will now have a like series every time Brie finishes a book. Yeah. I'll give a little. Yeah. A little. S- I think our, I feel like a lot of our listeners, because pretty much a lot of the world has Lo- read these books. Yeah. Except for my, Brie and my husband. Yeah, I texted... <laughs> my two most important people. My sister Catherine about it, and I was like, I'm on book two, and she's like, and they only get better. So... Oh! It's like, great. So I'm good. in it. So I'm good. in it, guys. I can't wait. Yeah. So happy. Uh, should we take a little break? Yeah. That'd okay. Be good. We are in episode cinco. Five. What's in French? I was thinking... <laughs> Sink. So, ooh, wait, what is it? Sink. Sink. Sounds like sink. Kind of. Doesn't <laughs> sound like five. No. Um, French would be so hard because it doesn't sound like literally, like. Why? Do you think Spanish sounds like English? Maybe it's just that you hear it more often. Mm. So, and like, I don't eat at French restaurants as often as I eat at Mexican restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm less familiar with the words. That makes a <laughs> like lot of pollo. sense. Like pollo. Is chicken? Yeah, see? Even Pule you. is chicken. See, I would not know that. <laughs> yeah. But they're very similar. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so... <laughs> so here we are. So here we are. Um, My computer is really loud. I hope that the world can't hear it. Well, I keep moving well. it towards you, but then it's just closer to your microphone. That's fine. Um, okay, so this episode is called There, there Is or There's No I in There's. Team. There's No I There's in There's No I in Team. So is that a... That's a phrase, but I wonder who sang a song called that. That's a really dumb song. Right, especially theirs. I don't know why I'm eating these right now. Like while we're talking. <gasps> oh, look at that chocolate. I'm going to mm-hmm. take a piece. Um, okay. Maybe if I turn my... Inner, no, it's just so loud. Okay. Um, ooh, that's good. Are there raisins in there too? No, it's just... Um, but it's salty chocolate. Yeah, it's chocolate and um, almonds and cashews. Oh, yeah, that's a good mix. Yeah, it's a real good trail. Did you it's buy that at Martha's this morning? Aldi. Mm. Yeah. I need to go to Aldi. Why don't you go there? I don't know. I, I always forget about which one do you go to. Um, well, I went to the Alpine. Listeners one. care. <laughs> I went to the Alpine one yesterday because I had to return some things at Kohl's. Uh huh. But I usually go to the one on Naps Corner. Mm, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, okay. So first note. Let's do the monologue. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I'll read it just because I have it open. You can do the next week's. Um, okay. If I can read, I haven't been able to get through a monologue in weeks. Okay. There's no I in team. I am a rock. I am an island. That's I the mantra. I am a rock. <laughs> I am an island. What's that from? Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, I'm not good with songs. Can you sing the rest? <laughs> That's it. Okay. <laughs> I'm a rock. I'm an island. That's the mantra to pretty much every surgeon that I've ever met. We like to think we're independent. Loners, mavericks. That's all we need to do our job as an OR, a scalpel, and a willing body. But the truth is, not even the best of us can do it alone. 
Surgery, like life, is a team sport. And eventually, you've got to get off the bench and decide which team are you batting for. Mm. The thing about choosing teams in real life, it's nothing like it used to be in gym class. Being first pick can be terrifying, and being chosen last isn't the worst thing in the world. So we watch from the sidelines, clinging to our isolation, because we know as soon as we let go of the bench, someone comes along and changes the game completely. That's a pretty good monologue about what happens in the episode, I feel like. Yeah, it really is. And I hated choosing teams for things. Oh my God, like kickball? Yeah, never chosen. Never. (laughs) We will go go one less, thank you. Well, (laughs) we don't even want her. I had to, they let me walk because I missed the ball in kickball. How do you miss? Um, just picture it. I think it was like seven times, and Mr. Boovy was like, "You can just go to first base." <laughs> like, oh. I know I'm just really bad at sports. I am too. I'm just I hated. I hated gym class. I don't even want to go there. No, let's not do. Let's not go there. Um, okay, so first notes now. Okay, yeah, first notes. What's yours? I said Kale. <laughs> Kaylee. <laughs> Callie and Han are really going for it. Yeah, I go, taking it slow only works so long. Yeah. Is that what it said in it, too? It might have. I said Callie and Erica are going at it. Yeah, because they're like, oh, I'm so happy. We're just, we're just taking, taking it, it slow. slow. And, then and then they, like, jump on the couch. Yeah. I just, it's so weird to me. Erica is so different with her than with everyone, everyone else. else in the show. Mm-hmm. It's confusing mm-hmm. to me. Um, also, my second note, which is like happened right away in the beginning too, was LOL, Derek is on the cover. Like, yeah, just I said, that photo. oh, the shepherd method. Yeah, fucking, he's such a dumbass that he doesn't understand why. Yeah, so let's maybe, let's, let's talk, let's hit some points. Okay. About this episode, which by the way, we're only doing this episode, this episode. Yes, oh yeah. Season five. Yep. I mean, episode. <laughs> we're just doing all of season five today. <laughs> Yeah, I just picked a really big hangnail. Now I have, like, a hole in my finger. <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay, so, first of all, this is just a note that there's a lot of cameos in this episode of people yeah. that are familiar from life. Yeah, and there are a lot of patients. Yeah, all for one surgery, yeah. pretty much. Uh, which we'll talk about. Surgery. This is, like, the kidney transplant. Yeah, <laughs> that's what... That's all my only note on this episode. Um, okay, so should we talk about Erica and Callie first? Sure. Just Yeah, okay, yeah. so... They're clearly not taking it slow. Right. They have sex, and we find out in a scene, like, right closer to the beginning, Callie's talking to Mark and saying that she just can't go down on Erica. She right. doesn't know what to do. It's uncharted territory, um, and she feels weird about it. Also, I love that Mark's like, or he doesn't want to talk, hear it, and she's like, why? Isn't this your dream? He's like, I don't want to hear about people not I, wanting to go down on each other. Yeah. Like, he has such a good line there. Yeah. Um... Also, I did kind of feel like it was kind of, like, kind of shitty for Callie to, I I mean, I understand that Mark is her friend, but also, like, it's kind of mean to, like, go to him and be like, I need all this help and I want you to listen to me bitch and complain about, like, what I'm going through in a separate relationship. Right. As Mark, I'd kind of be like... Do the same thing. Like, fuck that. Like, yeah. I don't- Especially when he sort of liked, well, he thought he liked Erica, but like, yeah. and he clearly slept with Callie and does again. Like, yeah. it's also shitty, I think. I mean, I know they're not, and I guess I've never been in, been in a relationship where like, you don't claim ex- exclusivity, you know, like, right. and make that de- declaration. But like, I still think it's kind of shitty that she slept with Mark. Yeah. It, it, she's clearly like. Was that in the next episode though? No, doesn't she? No, it's in 
It's in this one. Because she, he, like, says he'll show her what to do. That's in this one. It's in one of my big oh, notes. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, right, right, so right, right. I just feel, and obviously Han doesn't know that. Um, and I don't think she's sleeping with people on the side. And right. I just, I, I don't know how that world works when you have to, like, I guess you probably do as, like, adults need to say, like, let's be exclusive. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's not, like, naturally. But I feel like that. Erica already feels that way. And also, like, Callie and Mark have had a thing. So that feels different than some Rando. random guy. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that he's doing it to, like, show her. It's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Callie is really awkward in this episode. And she's striking out with Mark. And then she's, like... Not, I, I don't know. I just don't feel like Callie is really being an adult. Like, I think right. this is obviously new territory for both her and Erica. And I think the best thing to do would to be, be to, honest to be her. honest and open and be like, I'm, and I understand it's like very nerve wracking to like talk right. openly about sex right. because there's a lot on the line and it's embarrassing. But the nice thing is, is it's Erica's first time too. Right. You know, it's not some like ex- they're, they both don't have experience in this, and so they can be really open and honest. And instead, I feel like Callie's, like, running around the hospital being super awkward. Yeah. And, like... Right. It's just... And talking about her sex life to Mark instead of the person she's having sex with. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's fine if you can talk to your friends, and but, like, talk to the person first. Yeah. Also, like, to... I don't Communicate. Know. Yeah, that will give you the answers you're looking for. Like, yeah. better than anything. So, there's going to be a lot in the next few weeks of... Yeah. Things with them. So, um, I mean, that's really all I had on that whole thing. Just yeah. like Callie's being awkward. I also appreciate Mark though, because like, I don't think he's doing anything wrong. Like he's the, always honest about like yeah. everything. And like, he's, I don't think that like he should be like, Oh, I'm not going to sleep with you. You're with Erica. He's like, okay, sure. Like yeah. whatever. I don't really have any problem with Mark no. in this episode. This is like the seasons he starts to get great. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, should we talk about the fucking Shepherd method? Yeah, Mare being mad at Derek. Yeah, and so I'm going to find that quote too towards the end, but he's, his big old face is right on that cover. Yeah, <laughs> and then she's really excited at first, but then recognizes that it's called the Shepherd method. Right. And she doesn't say anything right away until later on. She gets irritated with him and is like, why would it be like the Meredith or like the gray right. shepherd method? Because then people would realize you had help, which right. is like, oh. Well, and he makes that point too. He's like, if it, or maybe he's making that point to Bailey at the end when he's like, well, if it would have failed, then her, like it would be on yeah, me, me too. Yeah. And I feel like he, that's way too simplistic of thinking. Like, yeah. I still think if you're successful in something that was her idea to begin with and like right. she was equally involved, it should be both. I also, I found this quote in here. I don't know who Meredith was saying this to, but she says, if Derek needed a kidney, I wouldn't give him one. He'd take the credit. He'd say he magically grew it himself, <laughs> which is super true. Um, um, so I have like two thoughts on this. Yeah. Like, I, I think I mostly agree with Meredith, but I also don't know how the medical community works. Yes. So he is an attending. And so I don't know, you know, with like research papers and stuff, oftentimes like the, like, the P the person who has the PhD, their name goes on it, and like the PhD candidates who do most of the work don't like don't it. right or maybe have their name somewhere else in it. I don't really know exactly how that all works, but I think re- regardless of what the magazine decided to print, I think that Derek 
which he does in the end, but only because of Bailey. I think Derek could have said like, thank you in the be- from the beginning, you know, yeah, and not make a big deal about like, I don't know, making Meredith feel dumb about it because it was her idea. And it's hard to think because, I mean, that finale in season four, I mean, he, he has the wine. He was going to look for her to celebrate her with also like to be with her as a couple yeah. that had nothing to do with the trial. But I, and I feel like maybe, I'm sure he, they were celebrating, but I, if, if he knew she wasn't going to get any recognition in the thing, I think it would be important to let her know and to thank her how he did at the end, like before right. all of that. But he's just because simple. I'm sure he would have to be like interviewed or something. And yeah. so he wouldn't have mentioned Meredith at all. Like that's right. pretty shitty. Like I understand maybe in the print that it would be called the, the shepherd sh- method. But it could okay. be mentioned in the article. Right. That's yes. what I'm like. I agree with you on that. That just seems. And to think that she's overreacting, I don't think is accurate. Um, no, I don't think she is. And I think Bailey makes a really good point at the end of just kind of, she Bailey teaching moments, Derek. And, um, she pretty much tells him, like, the first thing you can do is say thank you. Like, you would be surprised at how how far that goes. Just, like, acknowledging right. to someone. But I also feel like it's kind of shitty, too, because then he shows up with a kidney, and he's like, I couldn't have done it without you. Like, all of it. Like, it's like a peace offering kidney. And then she leaves the bar, and I get it. But also, like... Yeah, thank yous are nice, but she literally got no, like, public recognition Right. It. Well, I wrote... Okay, so in the Bailey thing, I... Like, Derek says to Bailey, like, I'm an attending. She's a second-year resident. It's simple. Like, yeah. whatever. And Bailey is like, it's not simple. You're dating her. You're with her. That's difficult. And yeah. I love it. And I think— I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, like, the line that I really liked. I wrote, yes, feminist Bailey. Because I think, like, she just also makes a point that, like, Derek and Meredith being together and working together is not a simple thing. No. Like, that's, like, the most difficult because you have to balance that. And yeah. I just like that she points that out. And also, isn't there— something to do with like I mean like in this episode like um Bailey often gets looked over as well like does things for chief and like oh yeah so I feel like she is very familiar with this like what has happened to Meredith and wants to like teach Derek basically think about shit but yeah I, I wrote um after he gives her the kidney I was like and thanks her verbally I was like is that good enough like is that I don't think it is no and it's always after the fact it's like yeah, it's like the whole like asking for forgiveness sort of a thing. I yeah, and it's a fucking. I, I really love. I'm just gonna talk about like the last line because this has to do with the Meredith and Derek oh, yeah. storyline. But um, I mean, we'll get to this later. Meredith drops a kidney. Um, that's important oh, yeah. to understand that like Meredith's feeling kind of down on herself and is right. like, I'm not a, like he's right. I'm I'm a resident. I'm not a very good doctor. Or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And um, Christina was like, stop caring so much about what he thinks. And I think that's really important like yeah. for Meredith to hear. Yeah. And that even cycles through. Oh, yeah. This is spoiler alert podcast. This even cycles through when Christina leaves. And it's like, he's very bright. But, but like, he's not the son. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Meredith has, that is something she struggles with and has struggled with throughout the seasons. And it isn't until Derek is gone that I think she recognizes like, fuck, I got it going on. And, like, I don't 
Or like that last season before he leaves, you right, know? Right, Um Yeah, I, and I think Christina never loses sight of that. For yeah. her. Like she always puts herself first. Yeah. And that's kind of the difference between the two of them. Like they're the same. They have very similar, but in, in relationships, they're very different. Yeah. Um, and so. And I'm not saying one way is no. better. I, it's, it's what Bailey said. It's really, it's not easy. It's, it's difficult. difficult. You're in a relationship and you're also, he's your boss. But like. I don't know. I just felt like the peace offer- offering was like nice and a nice way to wrap up the episode, but also kind of like, that's it. Right, right. I think, yeah. It's like, I always wonder with this show, like, are we are we supposed to feel this way about Derek or is it because we're digging so deep? I don't think, I think we're supposed to like surface level be like happy that he, he acknowledged and recognized Meredith in that moment. Right. I think we're just supposed to like, Reco- like, Move and on. I think also we're supposed to maybe feel like maybe she doesn't deserve as much recognition as we initially like feel like she should because I think that's why they threw in she dropped the kidney. She's not I, perfect. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that would be in there because it's so fast and so quick uh, yeah. in the episode. I think it's like a moment for us to be like, oh, she's still learning. Right. You I know? think so too. I think you're right. That's a good point. So, yeah. It's, it's also, I wonder though too if like we're thinking about the show as a whole, like Derek dies and is not no longer like a really important part of it. So at the same time, like I and I mean, at this point, I don't think Shonda knew that he was going to die because, mm-hmm. you know, but but I, I do think as a whole, like if we look at the show from beginning to end and whenever it does end, like I, I think it's OK that we have these thoughts about Derek because I don't yeah. think he was perfect. Like no. at all. And so and the show is about Meredith. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he was. And I, I think as a woman in my late twenties now, I yeah. think I recognize that more than I did when I was a teenager watching this. Same. Like I thought he was very dreamy when actually like I'm more I'm in love with Meredith. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and the podcast. Yeah. I was the book. I also am super interested to see, like, in this these final few seasons of Grace. I like to hope it's the final few seasons. Um, like, if she does end up with someone, like, and it, it probably will be built off of a totally different like respect, and like, yeah, she won't be the underdog in the really like you know always trying to be, yeah, like so. Which I think it will be. But do you think closer. she's gonna? I think she's gonna end up with Deluca, and it's gonna be the it's plot. reverse. Yeah. yeah, and he. He, like, respects her and puts, she's, yeah. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. I'm on board. Okay. Um, Next one. Next. Uh, Should we just talk about the kidney transplant? Yeah, let's talk about it. So I texted Brie when I was watching it, and I was like, Aaron Burr. Sir. (laughs) Sir. (laughs) Leslie Odom Jr. is in it. Yeah. Uh, Also, the guy from Scandal. Uh, Did you watch Scandal? I didn't, no. Okay, he's one of the, he ends up being, like, a gladiator, one of the people, and he, tortures people. Deshonda uses the same people. Over I've and realized. over again. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, I love the line, disease kidneys are not tchotchkes for your coffee Yes, table. I wrote tchotchke also. Yeah. Um, everyone um, wants a kidney in a jar. Uh, there's also a... Oh, maybe that's not in this one. Never mind. Um, okay, so we find... I feel like within in the kidney story, there's the father and son, and the son does not have a good relationship with his dad. Right. And doesn't really want to do it, but and is... And is paying his son to do that? Yes. Which is, like, ethically not okay. Is it going to... Is his going to his son... No. Or, they're all going to different... They're all going to different people. Right. But you cannot pay for a... a b- organ. B- at all. Right. And then there's the supposed stranger that's giving one to this guy who's actually... <laughs> but I wrote, uh-oh, we got a cheater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and I don't remember who that... And there's, like, Miss Chen. Oh, yeah. 
There's just some, like, kind of random people in there, yeah. too. Yep. So, okay, I want to hear your thoughts on the woman. After they, they they find out that, like, her husband's been cheating on her and this woman is somebody's in a relationship, what are your thoughts? You had thoughts. About Bailey convincing... Oh! Let me go to those notes. Um, Do-do-do-do. I'm not... Oh. When Bailey was like... I said, wow, Bailey won't even look at the w- woman who is refusing to give a kidney. So, like, Bailey's like, go call you know, or whatever. And then she, like, won't look. And then the woman starts talking. The wife, who's like, you probably think I'm terrible, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then Bailey is like, I'm not allowed to think anything. And I'm, that whole scene was so passive aggressive. It was like an undertone teaching moment where she was like, I'm not allowed to feel anything, but it's very obvious what Bailey feels. Right, she won't make right. eye contact. And, like, she pushed that woman to to give her kidney. Like, it is very obvious. Okay, she, the hospital cannot coerce, but she did. She then brought her to all the other people. Yeah, and I think that's really inappropriate. Yeah, I think it is, too. I also, though, like... It's her I, fucking kidney. Right. So, okay, here's me. If I think about it in terms of real life and not a TV show, yeah, not right. If I think about it... As, like, this is not actually real. I think it's a cool point that she shows the woman that, like, you can make something wonderful out of this terrible thing that's happened to you. Right. And, like, see all these people. They're not your husband. They're these people that, like, you're helping. And, like, I like the idea of doing something that, like, then, not for her husband anymore, but for other people and to make a difference. I still feel like it's your kidney. Like, would you go give your kidney up right now to a stranger? If I was in the hospital, I had to make eye contact with them, and I saw them all. And if my not doing it affected everyone else's, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I probably would. But, like, but but not, but you just decided to get up today and be like, I'm going to go put my name on a donor list for my kidney. But I don't think she did that. I think there's a no, lot I of No, I know. Th- yeah. I know. But, like, it just seems like that's a lot to ask of her. Like, she was just. And I think it's great that she did it. Like, and I think right. she probably ultimately made the right choice right. and she helped all these people. And that, like, it's great. And then the storyline came to a close. Right. I do think it's great. But I do feel like it's, like, she just found out that, like, she was being cheated on. And now, like, Bailey's like, I'm sorry, but, like, can you step out of side of yourself for a minute? Right. And right. look at what's going on. It's right. like, can you give this woman a, a second? second? <laughs> right. For, like, it's like, I wish this episode had taken place over a couple weeks. Yeah. Like where she would have time to, but I know with organ donation, you that's Don't, not how it works. Yeah. Um, so I think it's fine. I just felt really bad for her because I think too, if like a doctor was looking at me, was like, look at all these people you'd be helping, you would feel guilted and shamed into still doing it. A hundred percent. I agree with you. Yeah. I also am trying to think, and this is me getting real deep. Like, let's say I found out Jake had been cheating on me. I don't think that like I would be able to like instantly not love him and want him to survive. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. I don't. So like, I think there would still be a part of me, even if I was like completely betrayed or whatever, that still like wouldn't be like, well, I'm not gonna give it so you can die. Yeah. Like, I think no, that I would think, also be hard. I think that's true. But yeah, it's definitely not ethical. Let's just that's add it to the list of unethical episodes. Yeah, and I just <laughs> think like Chief kind of like brushed it off. I I don't know. Well, he was the one that was like, you cannot coerce someone. Like, I'm sorry that your thing didn't happen, Bailey. Like, but he also said to her later, like, how did this woman? And he's like, she just decided. And it was very obvious between the two of them that they knew. And Chief is so good about picking and choosing who he's going to yell at about things being ethical or not. Oh, yeah. I mean, we see that in the next few weeks, too. Like, 
He gets and real so, angry. So Bailey should have, he should have given a talking to Bailey. Like, it's very obvious that you, like, right. coerce this woman. It's weird, though, because I feel like the episode is shaped in a way that you're supposed to want it to happen. Oh, yeah. Because you want all of these other people to have their happy endings. Yeah, and I do. I do. Right. I just felt so bad for her. Yeah, no, I And then 100%. I felt so bad for oh, the, the other woman. Yeah. And then how, I think Christina was the one who had to say, like, or was it Meredith? I don't remember who it was. Who had to tell her, like, he hasn't called you. Like, I think he, he made his choice. He, right. Exactly. And she's like, I gave fucking give me. Right. Right. Yeah, because it's after she gives yeah. it and she's waiting for him. That is almost more sad. Yeah. Because she did it in hopes that they would be together and then mm-hmm. he chose his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucked. So what's the lesson, listeners? Don't give, don't a give your kidney to the man you're who's married, who you're yeah. cheating with. Don't do it. It's not yeah. worth it. No. Um, but also we can talk about... You know about what it makes me think of? What? <laughs> the end of Charlie the Unicorn. Ah, oh, I took my kidney. Oh, ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched that in so long. Yeah. Um, also, so with the, the guy and his son who they don't have a good relationship and it sort of triggers Karev. Mm-hmm. Um, they're... These storylines just like facilitating yes. these patients, you know? So... Karev freaks out on the guy that won't talk to his dad. His yeah. opinion is that he thinks that he should, like, time is short. You should go, right? Isn't yeah. that his? Well, yeah. I, just, I mean, I wrote, Alex is freaking out, probably talking about his father. His own dad, yeah. yeah. Um, his, his dad left him, right? Is that Karev? Or yeah, don't... his dad was on drugs, and his dad comes back. Oh, yeah, he's around. in a bar. Like, he was raised in a bar, yeah. sort of. Yeah, yeah, I don't really, his dad was bad. And I don't think he was around and left, left the family, and Karev had to, like, take care of his mom. Right, right. Um, so it's very obvious, like, that he is, like, speaking to Aaron His Burr. His own situation, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I just think he's really angry. Like, Karev just has a lot of yeah. pent-up anger. And I, it's really weird, this, this switch in these next few weeks, like, the difference in Izzy and Karev's? Well, yeah. So, like, they end up... Let's talk about this. Yeah. Um, that they went... Um, they went into, like, the stairwell or whatever, and then Izzy says some people are just broken to right. Alex. But then I finally... I wrote somewhere in here that I was, like, um, that... Their storyline is like, yeah, Izzy and Krebs, finally their storyline is moving forward. Like, I could sense in the beginning of the episode, they were fighting about some, like, pretty deep shit. Right. And I was like, I think this is where they, like, stop kind of fighting and come together. Right. Because then it does. Yeah. yeah. And I really love the scene because I feel like with Karev, like, I don't know if anyone's ever, like, said what she says to him. Like, she just constantly yells in his face, I care about you. I yeah. care about you. Until he, like, sort of breaks down and then they make out. Yeah. But, like, if you think about, like, Alex's mom and, like, his dad, I doubt anyone has ever repeatedly had what? to shake him and reassure him that they care about him. Right. And I love that it takes that. Like, it's a really cool, I just love that moment. Also, a good makeout sesh. Yeah. So... We can just assume that, like, things are progressing with them as a couple. Right. Um, which then it should, because this, this season <laughs> yeah. this season is a thing. Let's yeah. just say that. Um, so, I don't know. I like that scene. Yeah. Um, we have a little thing I, about Lexi and George. It's just, I just want this part to end. I hate when Lexi's obsessed with George because yeah. it just feels weird, and it's clearly not reciprocal 
And, yeah, and she's like decorating his locker. Yeah, and then she has that. He gets to pick interns. Yeah, and, uh, or uh, does he? Yeah, he does get to pick them. But then he doesn't end up getting to pick them. Right, and then she walks in on him, like talking to them. Yeah, and uh, and she just says, like, "Did you not even think about asking for me?" And I just am like, "Come, like what?" Yeah, like she's just in her head. Yeah. Yeah, time. I just, I don't really agree. Why would you ask for her? Like, right. you guys are friends. Yeah, and it's like, not it teaching. Would be, yeah, yeah, it would be probably, like, uncomfortable. Well, and I think she's all like, I helped you study. I helped you do this. And, yeah. like, she is, like, wants to be needed. And then when it's not reciprocal, has a problem. I just want her to open her eyes and see Mark Sloan. I know. With his hot bod looking at her. I know. Um, I thought it was really... <laughs> mean to make all the interns stand there like that holding their trays oh yeah and then when one sets them down it's like no stamina or whatever (laughs) yeah yeah there's also a funny line i think it's bailey that actually says it when uh all the residents and interns are standing around her before they go into the see the kidney people and she's like why do you still look stupid (laughs) she says all of them which is just great um Um, yeah because everyone's on bailey's also speaking of like the kidney thing um, let, oops, let's go make medical history. But I was like, why is it in a bag? Did you notice that? The kidney? Yeah, when they were pulling it out. Oh, I don't know. I Like, I want to know about surgery. If anyone has this answer. Like, <laughs> all they- of, like, the bad kidneys they were removing were all in, or no, the good ones. They were all in bags. I was like, well, our kidneys aren't in bags. But maybe they uh, empty the bag once it's in there. Well, no, like, they, they were taking the kidney out of yeah. the body and it was in a bag. Yeah. And then, but like that would mean that they put the kidney in a bag Probably in the, body, in the body. But why? Because then they take it out of the bag and they put it on ice. I don't know. I don't get it. And I want to know. Brie, we actually have bags inside of, we have Ziploc bags inside My of God. our body. No. <laughs> that are just little homes for I, our organs. I don't know. I was just so confused. I wrote like three I didn't notes even notice that. I was <laughs> like, I don't get what's going on. That's funny. I also, quite a geyser of urine. Oh, yes. Gross. Quite a geyser. Yeah. Um, um, and then right after that, that's when. Meredith drops the kidney, and I said, I forgot about this. And then when Bailey says, five-second rule. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I say, when she dropped it, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't know if this was one of, like, the surgery's ruined now. Yeah. But then it's I, like, comedic relief. Yeah, I, like, completely forgot five about it. Five-second rule. Bailey is clearly, like, this is her, I mean, this is her surgery. Like, yeah. And so I feel like coercing, uh, picking kidneys, she just wants this shit to happen. Yeah. Doesn't care how it does. Yep. Um, Five-second rule. Take also, that, Bailey, Mercy West. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, Ouch. Oh, there's also that great line when, uh, which is why George doesn't pick, get to pick his, re- his interns, and Bailey's like, I didn't choose you. Like, all, to <laughs> yeah, all of you, yeah. like, I was handed you all. Um, I also, I did get GGBs when the wife Sees went and saw Miss Chen's family. Hundred percent. And she was like, oh, I did do something and helped out this family. Right. And then that son goes and sees his dad. I just literally, I wrote Aaron Burr sees his dad. I said, oh, Aaron Burr visits his dad. (laughs) I'll never, I'll never know what his name was in this episode. Um, Why do I have a quote, forgive yourself? Who was supposed to forgive themselves? Hmm. It obviously meant something to me watching it, but not (laughs) anymore. Oh, is it someone that says it to Aaron Burr? Maybe. Maybe before he goes in and then talks to Hamilton. <laughs> or maybe Aaron Burr's dad. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Or, eh, super important part. <laughs> Obviously. Um, okay, wait. Let's. Should we go to the bar? Yeah. Okay, so they're at the bar. I love that Christina's just like, Burke was a man. Burke was a real man. Yeah. There are no more real men. Like, yeah. she's just in that space where, where you're just like, 
fuck. She was no, talking earlier about maybe dating an intern or sleeping right. with an intern. She's right. like, I can't do that. Yeah, they're not real men. Yeah. And like, I just love that. I, <coughs> sorry. Oh no, talk. Um, love <laughs> that um, she, do you need a sip of water? I'm good. I, I, this is, remember how like when Owen first shows up, I'm all about it. These next few ones, I'm not. I have completely <laughs> gone back to my original judgment. Like Dude, him, like first of all, with his neck so forward at the bar, is like terrible for his neck. He looks like neck. that SpongeBob meme. Yeah. It's like- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> at the fucking bar. Yeah. And also, dude, next episode. Oh, God. Stab, 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 stab. <laughs> but yeah, he just, he orders a whiskey, which, okay, cool. And then yeah. she's like, oh, she's like, oh, there's a man here. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so, but it was, I did write at the end, like, oh, and, and that's how it ended. It was like, oh, we're, we're getting He's back. Yeah, because yeah, this is like, we, I feel like if we first watched that, we didn't know. That he was coming back. Right, No, it right. was a couple episodes. And then. <sighs> There's just so much to say about Owen. Yeah. I do feel like if I think about current Owen and these, like, him. early seasons, he has changed a little. He's, oh, yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. intense, but not, like, in the, well, we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks, like, the one when she taps him on the shoulder, and it's like, he's not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, so he has he's grown. He's grown a lot, but he's still, also, like, do you think Christina just really wants, like, hot man sex? Like, is that hot. just what she's into right now? I think so. And also, and a new I think, face. I think she also maybe just wants to like feel again. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and like her relationship. I will get into this when she gets with Owen. But her relationship with Burke was very different than her relationship with Owen. 100%. Like I feel like she really loves Owen. Yeah, but it just like and Burke they was want, like a like I look up. Like yeah, a, and they just can't work out because they have different ideas for what life should be. Right, which is unfortunate, but. Um, let's see if there's any, or do you have any other, like, stray notes? Um, oh, the only other, like, note that I forgot to bring up with Callie and, um, Erica was when, um, Erica asked it wasn't good for you, and, like, because Erica was saying it was really good for her, and then that's when Kelly's like, super awkward and doesn't answer, and I was like, that would be so embarrassing. Yeah. Just, like, traumatizing. Especially, like... Your first time doing this with a woman. Yeah. Like, and then like, oh, it was like, it was really good, good for, for me. Her, right. And it wasn't good for Callie. Was it? I feel like it was good for Callie, but Callie's still like, just. I think Callie's coming to terms with some things. And, yeah. Yeah. I right. mean, clearly in the next week, we'll talk about how like, she's not feeling as strong as Callie or as, as Erica, Erica is. Yeah. Um, uh, um, would you want a kidney to have in a jar? Fuck No. Would you, what if it was mine? Yes. <laughs> Always. I want all of your body parts in a jar next to my bed. My God, are you going to murder me? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you were like, you looked really happy when uh, I said yes. But then you said all of your body parts in a jar. Okay, let's see if there's any notes in trivia. And then we'll foreshadow next And week. then we have to pick an MVP. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is the only one that I hadn't gone back and thought about. I so, hadn't thought about Okay, yeah. so in this episode's title originated from the song There's No Iron Team by Taking Back Sunday. Oh, Taking Back Sunday. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> uh, 14.21 million viewers. Uh, goof. This episode a is... Goof. We haven't had a Goof I know. in a while. This episode is said to take place in October, which is odd because in season four, there's a Halloween episode, yet both episodes take place during the resident's second year. Huh. So that's a goof. That is goof. Um... Goof on timeline. Goofy. Oh, there's a photo in the episode stills of Derek, and he looks really hot. It's when he gave her the kidney, and he's like... He is, I he mean, is good looking. such good hair. He does. Can you imagine doing, like, this to it? No. 
It would just immediately orgasm. (laughs) He would or I would? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Okay. Let's see here. Okay, MVP. I, like, don't have anyone. I don't know. Maybe Izzy? For, like, like, telling Karev, like... She doesn't really do much with the surgery, does she? No, not not really. But, I mean, she really, like, reaches out to Karev and, like, kind of breaks him. Yeah, which I think is I think is really important. And obviously, like you said, it moves him forward. Yeah. I wish I could give it to Bailey, but I don't for the, the coercing. But I do for the speech to Derek. Like, Yeah, I um, agree. But also, I had another thought. Maybe the, the wife? <sighs> yeah. Who, who knows? still gives her kidney? Oh, Aaron. Maybe not. Maybe Aaron Burr. Sir. <laughs> Just for uh, being No, I there. think you're right. I think let's give it to Izzy. Because I not, don't think there will be many more. Might not ever happen again. Yeah. Um, let's not give it to Callie. Yeah. Or Derek. Or Taking Back Sunday. <sighs> Taking Back Sunday. Um, okay, so... We're going to rate it? rate it. And then we'll give a little foreshadowing. I don't really want to rate it very high. But you don't have to. I know. I'm just... Eh, I don't even know what I did last time, which I should address the thing. Yeah. But, um... I'm gonna get like a six. Six couples? Yeah, I'll agree. Six I had couples. GGBs, but yeah, but it was like a hot like, second. Yeah, it wasn't enough. Not to, about the main characters. Yeah, same, same. And that's when you really, really feel it. You really feel it. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Well, um, next before, week before oh. we go, um, you can find us um, on Instagram at the On Call Room Pod. Um, if you want to co-host or. If you want to be a part of the listener squad. Get bonus episodes. Um, you do can, Google Hangouts. You can donate um, to the podcast on Patreon. That's www.patreon.com. Yep. Slash the on call room. Yep. Um, Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Yep. And please rate and review us. Five stars only. Five scalpels only, baby. Five scalpels only on iTunes. Or, and also, I was just going to say, you know, all other podcasts, like or wherever you listen, but we're only on iTunes. Yeah. Um, we're not on Spotify yet, but you can go to SoundCloud. So, well, you probably aren't listening to this if you don't have an iPhone. <laughs> but if you know someone that wants to listen and doesn't have Apple Podcasts, just have them go to SoundCloud and search for us and you can listen there. Perfect. So, cool. Next okay. Week. Next week, we have the fucking pig stabbing. Yeah. Season five, episode six. And seven. Oh, we're doing them both together? That's what you told me. Oh. Cool. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we have pig stabbing. We have a lot of ghost Denny. Um, we have dead body, play, people playing with dead bodies. Yeah. Uh, we got all sorts of stuff. We got fucking ghost Denny, so show up for that. Yeah, ghost fucking Denny. Okay, um, we will see you all next week. when we. So, yeah, watch episodes six and seven. Okay. If you're keeping up. Um, time of death, 1236. Beep.